Good afternoon and welcome. Okay, um, last Tuesday we started a new teaching on concentration. And the assignment that was given was that you meditate for at least a half hour twice a day. So, who did it? Great, okay. Three out of 20 isn't bad. But now, what we are practicing, what we are developing, yeah, I know, I was trying to find a way for me to prop it up without it falling down. Yeah, it might be. It is right in this moment, and that's all that counts. Okay, Jim, thank you. Okay, so what are we practicing? We're practicing to develop the state of concentration. And for those of you who are still having very great difficulty concentrating, it's because you're not developing the state of concentration. You're not practicing to the extent that you develop a new habit of being concentrated as opposed to being distracted. It's that simple. But you've got to put in the time, you've got to put in the effort, and you should not have the expectation that, well, as soon as I sit down on the cushion and cross my legs, I will be, con- I w- I will be concentrated. It doesn't happen to you any other day of the week, so why should it happen to you on Tuesday? So it's a development of the state of being concentrated. And it tells us the Sutta 20 on the removal of distracting thoughts tell us the process for being concentrated. And what is the, 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 the definition of concentration? What does that mean? For those who don't know. Focus. What does that mean? Okay. Yes. To the exclusion of other thoughts. Yes. Okay. So what we said we would do It's practice, being concentrated. And like I said before, be kind to yourself. You, this is about having a seven-year-old pit bull that you've never trained. That's your mind. And so up until a certain point in your life, you've accepted any state of mind that it gave you, any state of consciousness, upsetness, stress, fear, anger, You've accepted where it would take you. You didn't ask to go there. As a matter of fact, you would pray and plead that you didn't want to be in that state. But the mind, consciousness, because it has had its way with you all of this time, you should not have the expectation that all of a sudden it's going to pay attention to you just because you're sitting down and and being quiet and crossing your legs. 
Remember how when we were younger, much younger, in our preteens, and someone in authority would tell us to sit down, shut up, and be quiet. Now remember how hard that was to do. And you are much more developed in that behavior now than you were when you were six and seven. So I'm saying be kind to yourself. Don't be hard on yourself. The development of the state of concentration occurs because you put the time in. That you sit diligently every day for a half hour at least, but two, uh, two half hour periods at the most, and just work with finding out what happens in consciousness, in your state of consciousness, and working with the removal of distracting thoughts. And one is with what we covered last week, which was to put your attention on a different sign, a different object. If you find that you're drifting from a state of wholesomeness to a state of unwholesomeness, put your attention on a different sign. And that, could, that sign could be anything that settles you in. Thoughts of love, thoughts of kindness, your grandchildren, Anything that causes you to be able to get out of the grasp of distraction and get back into a state of concentration. Paying attention to one object to the exclusion of all other objects. Okay? Not easy to do. But we have to train. And we have examples all through the all through the ages of con- contemplatives, monastics, monks, good people, lay people, who put the time in, who sat down and said, okay, I'm only going to concentrate on prayer. I'm only going to p- concentrate on Jesus. I'm only going to concentrate on angels. I'm only going to concentrate on goodness. And the more they thought about their practice, their promise to concentrate only on these wholesome things, the more they were able to concentrate on these wholesome things. And so I know, like most of us, we had grandmothers who all day long sang hymns, stayed in a state of spiritual wholesomeness, kindness. And that's all we're trying to develop. So don't, don't make it complex. Everything else will happen on its own. In other words, when we hear the, the statement, there's nothing to do, well, there is something to do. But not, you don't make anything happen. Everything else happens inside in spite of what you're doing. So you just have to get still, sit down, and shut up, right? And that, that also means this, also means the mind, shutting up, shutting down, paying attention to whatever it is your object of meditation is. That's up to you. All right, so 
Your object of meditation is your choice. When you are distracted from that object of meditation, you pick a different sign, something else to put your attention on. That is also up to you. And sit with it. Okay. Any questions? All right.
Now again, notice in this exercise, the only thing that we're asked to do is to, number one, pick out a meditation object, whatever that might be, your navel, candle, whatever, and then stay in a state of wholesomeness. Now that's very important. I mean, that's, that's, that's not only achievable, but it's desirable to stay in a state of wholesomeness, positive thoughts, loving, kind thoughts. This is the thing that causes us the most stress and problems when we flit or go from one extreme to the other, from kindness and love to hating somebody or being angry at somebody. So it's saying, stay and focus on what you want, but make sure that you observe that you're staying in a state of wholesomeness. And when that state of wholesomeness changes, then change your object of meditation so that you can see the switch will happen in your state of consciousness. All right, everybody understands that? All right. For those who might be asking silently, quietly, but what happens next? You were? Okay. I will tell you. I will enlighten you. There's a point in time when our inner awareness, our consciousness, catches on to or understands what it is that we're trying to do. And it will give us back a namita or a sign that says this sign simply means I am coming close to concentration. That is consciousness, your consciousness, talking to you, telling you that it is coming close to concentration. Just stay where you are, do what you're doing. You don't have to change anything, but we're getting close. Now, what does that sign look like since you know what breath looks like and you know what candles look like and you know what navels look like? What does it look like? It might look like anything. That's, that's the trick. Because remember, the sign or the namita that conscious your mind gives you is based on your perception. So this is why it's very difficult to discuss, discuss this because my perception is different from yours, different from yours, different from yours, all the way around, all the way around the room. And it's hard to guess what sign your consciousness might give you. The majority of the time, when you first sit down and close your eyes, you're looking at grayness, darkness, busyness maybe. But eventually what will happen is that there will be some image, not of your choosing, not of your doing, not of your creation, that presents itself in your mind. 
It might be a moon, it might be stars, it might be the sun, it might be an eyeball, it might be a geometric, geometric figure. It doesn't matter, it's just your consciousness talking to you saying, I'm getting close, we're going deeper. Now I'm saying this to say you can't make this happen yourself. There's no force involved in this process or this exercise or this practice. There's no force. You can't force it to happen. As a matter of fact, you can only chase it away if you bring this <coughs> into it. You don't want to bring that <coughs> into it. But you sit patiently like you do when you're fishing or bird watching and you just sit patiently and allow it to come and manifest itself. That's all you're doing. You're just sitting there. Being patient, practicing patience, practicing acceptance and allowance, mindfulness, not trying to make anything happen, being okay with what is happening in the moment. Now, I have a condition called, the doctors call it essential tremor. They call it that because they don't know what else it is. They don't know where, where it came from, why you got it, but it's just a shake, right? So when I noticed that this physical issue was coming on, at first I said, well, gee, how am I going to meditate with this going on? Well, I meditated with this going on by meditating on this, okay? And I'm saying this to say that even though this doesn't cause me any pain, it's just it, it freaks more people out than me, but there are some people who have pain issues, and it's the same process. You, you, instead of trying to run away from the pain and going, I can't meditate because I've got too much pain, meditate on the pain. And you will, you will begin to see that your aversion is causing you more trouble with that condition than the condition itself. When you stop running away from it and just sit with it, a whole different experience. Okay. So, waiting for the inner field to lighten up, meaning to get lighter. It might be like somebody turning up a dimmer switch behind you. You start to see something arising within consciousness that is, that is light. Again, you might see stars, you might see movement, you might see like fine materialness wafting in the field of vision. Nothing you're doing, nothing you're wishing for. It just comes up because the mind says, okay, we're getting close. Now, the caution is, don't pay attention to it. Because now you're distracted, aren't you? And when you're distracted by a new event, you've got to go all the way back down the mountain again and start over. So be aware that it's there. Have a bare awareness of it. But don't get seduced by it. Don't get locked into it. Don't go, oh man, this is great. I've got, got this experience. Okay. Did anyone see in the meter? Or a sign? <laughs>
Not sure? Be sure. Well, I just had hands. Unless somebody wants to talk about it, ask a question about it. But sure. Thank you. I was seeing waves of color that Mm. would would come and crescendo, and then another wave would come and crescendo. Would that be a sign? Mm -hmm. I didn't do it. That would be a new meter. Okay. Thank you. But don't, like I said, don't look at it. Don't get distracted by it. Just keep doing what you're doing. As soon as I did look at it, it went away. There you go. (laughs) You lost it. Yeah. Um, The... The sign, the Namita inside, will inform you when it's time for you to put your attention on it. There will be a transformation. As say, for instance, as opposed to seeing waves, everything will stop and and and, and give you a pattern or a still a still figure to look at. Uh, if it's if if you got geometry going on, it'll all stand still. And this is your signal then to go right into the center, to look right into the center of that object, whatever it might be, the center of that display, to look right in the middle, not on the edges, but right in the middle, and see what happens. So I got the waves and the color mm-hmm. like you did, but the first thing I actually saw was eyes. I, off and on, I would see like an eye. Mm-hmm. It would get bigger, smaller, different shapes or whatever. Mm-hmm. And then it would quiet down, and then I would see colors and then another eye. Okay. So... Be patient. Okay. It'll stop that dance when it's ready for you to go to be absorbed, to dr- be drawn deeper into, into this process. Well, it, so, oh, I'm sorry. Go ahead. Well, sometimes it would kind of stop and I'd feel like I had an opening and I did go. I felt like I was almost going into the night sky or universe. It and just what did you, dark why and did you stop? Stop? Yeah, why did, why did you resist it? I didn't. You sure? I think so. I felt like, I don't know, I was amazed that there was this opening. And okay. Okay. See, See, sometimes we get lost in the process. So another thing is, we begin to lose ourselves. You know, and, and we start having this internal dialogue with ourselves. What's happening now? Where is this hole going to take me? I feel like I'm weightless. I feel like I'm losing myself. And, and then, we, then we offer that resistance. Well, I don't want to go in there because I don't know where that's going to take me. No, I wanted to go. <laughs> okay, so, but I'm just saying that all of this is internal consciousness, internal awareness, internal mind. It's your mind. It's the mind you've been living with all of this time, depending on all of this time. So now it's giving you the gift that it has to give you. Up until this time, it's been a trickster. It's been giving you stuff that ain't real, but you get all frightened about it anyway. Okay. Thank you. I think that's it, David. All right. I'd like um, to go inside one more time. That was 20 minutes, by the way. So see, 30 minutes goes by really quick. Unless you're brooding on the 30 minutes and 
wanting it to hurry up and go, and it'll never go away. Be like snow. Oh, let's concentrate. Let's send some love to Alabama. And of course, there's a whole lot of other groups around the world that need our love too. So don't give all your love to Alabama. But let's give most of our love to Alabama. Okay? And again, what what you're going to notice is what you're looking for in this exercise is a shift. Not a shift to the Namita and Tide, but just a shift from thinking about kindness and love for Alabama and the people of Alabama, but also watching how the mind will argue with you that, well, they don't deserve our love. They deserve the tornado. You, you hear people say that sometimes, right? They brought that on themselves. They were, they were evil people. doesn't matter whether they're evil or not. The exercise is that we don't exhibit evilness. They got torn up in tornadoes. People died. Children died. So they need our love. They got good people in Alabama. I knew I married one from Alabama. I tried to make marriage work. I really did. More difficult for me than the Namita. So I just stuck with what I could work with. <laughs> okay, all right, enough of that. Enough entertainment. Let's go back inside and, and just sit for a while. Send some love to Alabama and other places.
So remember, we want to start out with love, kindness, compassion, altruism, so that we can see if there's a shift that's going on. I mean, this is the this is the purpose of prayer. This is the purpose of meditation. This is the purpose of of spirituality to find that sweet spot within us that we can dwell in, that place that they say inside of you is heaven. Right? That's what we're looking for. We're looking for heaven right here on earth. right? Well, it's inside. But we have to have a reference. You know, we can't, we can't close our eyes hating people and then expect us to get into a state of, of love and kindness. You've got to set up your your purpose, your altar, if you will, your inner altar, and then make sure it doesn't disappear on you. Because that's just like ordinary folk then, you know. They love you if you love them. They don't love you if you love them. So, set up your evaluator screen. Focus on your object of concentration. See what happens. Don't get angry if it doesn't happen the way you want it to. That's not mindful. That's mindless. Accept that it's happening the way it's happening. And you just keep loving and keep breathing. And keep wishing for the best for everybody. Okay. That's all I can think of. Uh, twice a day. Half hour, twice a day. We got more time than that for lunch. Yeah? You, 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 you curse the manager if they told you you only had a half hour for lunch. So remember, that's all you're doing, half hour. Don't, don't, don't make it a chore. Panywadi suggests that we meditate first thing in the morning and then first thing before you go to sleep. Well, that might work for some people and don't, but play with it. It's all different for different people. Good luck. May all beings be liberated from suffering. May we be well. May we be happy. May we be peaceful. Thank you so much and continue to love those who don't have any love in their own hearts and their own life. Continue to love them. Smile at a stranger. See you soon. Thank you for listening. To learn how you can support the teachers and Dharma Seed, please visit dharmaseed.org slash donate.